have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now, if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts, and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. We are continuing the GA theme now, though, and looking at the situation involving Kilmacook Rokes and Glen, which took another turn last night, of course, uh, with Glen saying that they would uh, take issue with them being the ones that have to raise the uh, potential faux pas on Sunday afternoon in the All-Ireland Club football final when Kilmacud appeared to have 16 players on the pitch uh, in the final throws of the game. Ryan O'Dwyer played hurling for Kilmacud uh, for nine years between 2011 and 2020 and joins us on the show now. Uh, Ryan, welcome back to the show. Always great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Not bothered at all. Um, we noticed your tweets today. They haven't gone unnoticed in the off-the-ball office. Um, you seem to think that uh, Kilmacud have been pretty harshly treated in the wake of all this, in the wake of Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, I, I certainly think pub- public opinion, I think, is a big issue. Um, like, look, I, I know a lot of lads in Kilmacud. Not for one second was that a planned um, way of of cheating the game. And I, I suppose I was, I was looking at... Uh, Ger, Shane, and Kathleen yesterday on um, on off the ball AM yeah. and the the heading what was the heading now? Um, uh, uh, cheat, uh, uh, was it cheating game or cheating champions, cheating champs, or something like that. Mm. And I just thought it was, it was bad taste. Like if you're just tuning in for the first time to view that, it was like Jesus, like right, they're cheating. They were obviously cheating, but they're like. Yeah, I know if you go by technicality of the law, it was cheating, but I don't. There was no intent in the cheating. Yes, they did have sixteen men. Well, they had seventeen men on the pitch. One was just a few yards from the sideline. If you ask my opinion, I don't think the ref the ref has responsibility in all this. Um, the ref should have taken responsibility in that we delay the game until the substitute is made, make sure everything is done, and then re- restart the game. Um, but I, I I think the biggest issue with all this. Is that the the GA are basically throwing um Glenn underneath the bus with this whole situation? Um, they're making them make the decision. I think it shows a lack of leadership in the GA, the powers that be, um, of of not making the decision whether to to leave the result as it stands, or or whether to to make a replay or, or to to send it to a replay or whatever. Um, and I think the the GA are causing this this hassle. Is what you call it in in the public um, arena. Mm. We were on to the GA earlier on today, uh, Ryan, and they said in response to kind of queries around that scenario, it says it states in the rule that a probe can only come after an objection from a unit, in this instance the club, i.e. Glenn. Uh, the reason being there could be an expectation that we probe every incident in every game, every time a referee was deemed to have missed something that adversely impacted on a result and that would not be realistic. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, there, look, I suppose it's how you interpret what has been said there. Yeah, obviously they can't look at every incident in every game. The ref is only there. Like, look, the ref can miss a call. And I, I don't, I, I, I'd never become a ref personally, but a ref can miss a call, whether it is a late tackle or a, I suppose Hawkeye is ruling out the wides. That would have been an issue once upon a time. But when there's a sub being made and the game is stopped, like the game was stopped, there was no, there was no play going on. The game was stopped. So to and he knew the the substitutions were being made. So to allow that person to come on and replace the person that was coming off, and you know I I don't blame the person that didn't go off because I don't know people listening here how many have been out in Crow Park and heard their name being called over the intercom. 
it wasn't being called. And Kathleen said there on yesterday's show that she was at the game and she saw the Croaks mentors beckoning at the players to come off. So if then it just like I I've no problem people on social media saying that um oh yeah look it was wrong to have sixteen men replay I I've no issues with that. What I do have a serious issue with is the the word cheat um being used or or the the Croaks were cheating. Um I have a serious issue with that because look the the, the Croaks mentors were calling the the player off. Mm. Um there's no issues with that. If there was cheating, they wouldn't be calling them off. Um, right, they made a few subs at the end, probably to kill a bit of time. Everything will do that. No, there's no issues with that. Um, but to say that this is a situation where, and what's been said a lot as well, is it's a situation where, oh, if this, if it was the other way around, it would be a replay straight away. Or if this was Dublin, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what a lot of people are saying now, but oh, if this was Dublin against Mayo, um, I think Joe Brawley said it yesterday. Said last night with us, yeah. He, yeah, he's, yeah, with yourself. He said that, oh, it, it, it wouldn't be an issue. It would be replayed straight away. Um, I just think it's very easy for people to make comments and, and people to, to and, and people are entitled to make comments, people are entitled to their opinion. But I think to label Robbie Brennan, the Crooks manager, as a cheat, to have the title on, on uh, off the ball AM as uh, Kilmacud cheating, cheating champs, I just think it, it's it's bad form. It's bad taste, bad form. And I think it's setting... It, it's kind of making up everyone's mind about what what happened on Sunday. Do you think the interpretation of what's gone on on Sunday has been coloured in the direction of Kilmacud specifically by the, the Shane Walsh quote-unquote controversy and him joining the club earlier on in the year, or sorry, late last year? Look, I, I honestly think... Look, I think... All Dublin clubs are going to have an influx of players at some stage. But if you look at the two senior Kilmacud teams that the, the hurlers got to the Leinster semi-final, the, the footballers got to the All-Ireland final and won it. Out of the 30 players that started, one player was not from the club. Every other player was from the club. Um, so and I would love a survey to be done. And I, I said that in a tweet there today. I, I would love a survey to be done with all the, the clubs in Dublin. Because you look at the cities, right? You've You've Dublin, you've Galway, you've Limerick, you've Cork, Waterford to a lesser extent. They're going to have an influx of players every year between for work and then lads not being able to travel home or it affecting their life. So I, I have no well, I clearly can't have a problem with anyone <laughs> transferring clubs to the city. Jeez, that would be very hypocritical. But like it really does sick me. And what what really what really, really grates on me is everyone saying, and I got a message off a friend of mine in America on Sunday night. Here, tell me, I won't tell anyone how much are Kim McCud paying Shane Walsh? And I was like, sorry, well, I can't curse here. <laughs> but like, I, I, and I can promise you, this is from the bottom of my heart, Kim McCud are not paying Shane Walsh. Um, despite what a lot of people are saying out there, he's not getting one cent. I'm sure, yeah, you get involved in the club and then they look after you, they'll try, if, if if you need to move houses or something, they'll find someone in the club that's possibly renting a house that will might might um, rent it out to you or whatever. You know, that that's what club, that's not that's not confined just to Kilmacud. That's any GA club. Like GA clubs, no matter what part of the country, they will try to look after their members. It's a family, it's a community, it's, a, it's that spirit. And Kilmacud has that in abundance. Yeah, they are up on a pedestal because there's so many members 
and they're getting success at the moment. I, I can promise you that success can all be traced back to the, the coaching structure within the club. Um, and and I've, see, I've seen that firsthand. It is definitely the coaching structure in the club and the people involved in the club that are driving every year. And you can see the retention over hurling football, ladies football, camogie, the retention rate from juvenile up to minor under 20 and then into senior. It, it, it's great in the club. And it, it just, it. I know I'm repeating myself here, but it does sicken me that oh, how much is he being paid or you know, I'll kill coach or they're, they're, trying, they're going to buy players next year to win it again or win, buy players in the hurling to win that as well. Hmm. Kill coach don't do that. And there, there's there's a few in the uh, journalistic world as well that are hinting at that. But like there's other, there's there's one journalist in particular, he didn't, he took the, the money to join a club in Dublin, but it certainly wasn't Kill McCoy because Kill McCoy wouldn't be given any money for that. So you didn't get Anthony either when you joined back in 2011, no? No, I actually did. I got a key for the hurling wall, which is 15 euro at the time. So that, that was my transfer fee. What have you made of the kind of comments around? Because I think a lot of how certain people view the situation is, and nobody can help this, uh, is, is Kilmacud's location and this kind of quote unquote leafy Dublin suburb, etc., etc. Has that kind of stuff played a part in the commentary post Sunday? No, well, I, look, I suppose Kilmacud is unique in a way that a lot of people, they go to college in Dublin, and an awful lot of them are going to be in UCD. So the first place they settled down, and my, my sister was the same. My, my sister, she went to college in UCD back in the 80s. I'll give you what age she is now. She went She's back in the 80s. She's going to that, by the way. Uh, she doesn't look at them. <laughs> but she, she went to college up here, and the first place she settled was in Ballsbridge. Yeah. Okay, so an awful lot of people that when they come to Dublin and they're in college in UL, or in, in UCD, they're going to settle in around Stalorgan, Balls Bridge, uh, Goatstown, all that area. That's where they settle. And they get used to that area and then they like that area. Why wouldn't they? Um, so then you, if and if you do play GA, you'd be playing with lads in college or whatever. And there's always a, a Kilmacoida influx of people playing Fitzgibbon Hurland there. So I think it's only, not, and, and football as well. So it's only natural that you get close to them. This and if you don't want to be, and in fairness, Crooks are very good at this now. If you don't want to, we'll say when the, the Fitzgibbon or Sigerson is over, and you don't want to be traveling home midweek for for club training, well, they're very good to allow you train with the the senior team or the intermediate team or whatever the case may be. They're very very good for that. Um, but no, I I in all my years in Kilmacud, I've never I've never seen. In the hurling and the football side, because I did play football for a period of time as well, never once have they said, "Oh, he he's he's up training with us now. Make sure you try get him to transfer to us." It's never never been an issue, um, and it really does annoy me that uh, when I hear Kilmacud poaching players, because that would never be the case. Yeah, um, what was your regard as a kind of uh, fair process from from this point onwards? Like, uh, do both clubs need to be consulted in this? Do the GA need to take leadership and, and make a, a, a call just on their own in, in all of this what do you regard as being fair in terms of the next steps that could be taken here as regards the game look I, I don't know um, and look listening to, to Joe Brawley last night I can totally understand where he's coming now he, he did say a few points that I'm like Jesus that, that's harsh I wouldn't agree with that as in oh if, if it was the other way around it, there, it, there'd be no questions involved to be replaced right? I, I don't agree with that um, but I do agree with him the the fact that you're setting a precedent here, right? You were setting the, right. 
we'll give an example. It's like if if you're a teacher, someone's uh, after having a fight in your classroom or through in, in my case, woodwork teacher, they, they threw a piece of timber at someone in, in the room. If you let them get away with that, you're setting a precedent that they, they can't, no one can get in trouble again because if you don't discipline that kid, you're, you've, you've no legs to stand on. So mm. I think to prevent anything like this happening again, and not, not for one second am I saying anything like this to happen again because it was, it was done on purpose. It was, it wasn't done on purpose, but the, the GAA have a responsibility now. They can set a precedence and it can go out of hand and every single game, things like this can happen on purpose, right? Or they can draw a line under sand now and say, and look, and if it's a replay, so be it. But I think they need to set, show leadership and say, right, result stands, forget about it, or else replay. You play it again, no, no questions asked. Like mm. it has to be done have to show leadership um and i think people involved like the, the everyone will have more respect for the people involved if something definitive is done rather than wishy-washy no leadership and no no like throwing it back on uh, at uh glenn like it's it's totally throwing them under the bus and yeah i i and i would not like to be in their position either the glenn's position because it's a it's a it's a lose lose situation. If they if they don't apply for a replay, well then they don't win all Ireland. If they do, they look like sore losers. So it's a it's a terrible situation. And Crokes as well is a terrible situation because uh, as someone I don't know who it was they said there's always going to be an asterisk beside this win. I I don't think that, but like some people are going to think that, and then if they don't offer a replay. Well then, they're they're being shooting themselves in the foot as well. So I think that the GA, the powers that be, need to take ownership over this. Yeah, and all of our GA club championship coverage on off the ball is in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the football hurling and Camogie All Ireland championships. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. It seems as if uh, Glenn have until tomorrow at some point. I think it's in the afternoon to lodge I think that appeal. Twelve noon tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, after that the CCC C, we're told will convene quickly to consider it um, but it seems that they want to get the replay done as quickly as possible after that if that is uh, the upshot of all of this but that remains uh, up in the air until that appeal is lodged but for now uh, Ryan Edward thank you so much for joining us this evening Okay no matter